Catch new episodes of Dial the Gate weekends at youtube.com slash dial the gate. And for the latest schedule, visit dialthegate.com. <laughs> Tara, that's too funny. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dial the Gate, the Stargate Oral History Project. My name is David Reed. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I have someone very special whom I want you to meet. Tara Mitrovic, who was the first Stargate Make-A-Wish kid, um, is joining us for this episode. She was never on Stargate. That wasn't her wish. Her wish was for her dog to have a role. And Boomer cameoed as Cassandra's new dog in the season one episode sol- uh, Singularity. <laughs> I almost got it wrong. <laughs> Sorry, Tara. Um, we lost Boomer a few years ago. He lived to be 18. Uh, but Tara's Make-A-Wish lives on in that Stargate episode. And I would like to bring her on to share her Stargate story. Before we bring her in, if you want more content like this on YouTube, click that like button. It makes a difference. It will help the show continue to grow. Please also consider sharing this video with a Stargate friend. And if you want to get notified about future episodes, click the subscribe icon. And giving the bell icon a click will notify you the moment a new video drops, and you'll get my notifications of any last-minute guest changes. And clips from this live stream, well, excuse me, this uh, pre-recorded episode, rather, will be released over the course of the next few weeks on both the Dial the Gate and GateWorld.net YouTube channels. That's correct. This is a pre-recorded episode episode. Uh, so uh, there won't be any questions for Tara. Uh, she and I recorded uh, this earlier for you, that is. And uh, I'd like you to meet her. So who is this? <laughs> so this is Hanzo. Hanzo. H-A-N-Z-O. Hello, Hanzo. Ooh, hello. You're a good boy. He's a good boy. Is he named after all of our Hanzo from Lost? Um, honestly, I'm not sure. He came with the name from the from the Humane Society, but I looked it up, and it means second life and boy. Ah, and he's getting a little camera shine. In. Well, he's a beauty. <laughs> yes, yeah. So he has a new beginning, but that's perfect for us. Absolutely. <laughs> Ooh, what's that? Oh, yummies. Yeah carbs anything carbs he loves and cheese oh absolutely well thank you for coming on hanzo yeah okay good boy he said it was lovely to meet everyone ah good to meet you you be good for mom thank you for um agreeing to come on this is i have been wanting to sit down and talk with you um, for a really long time here because your Stargate story is um, amazing. And uh, it's uh, it's one of those that uh, has always stuck with me. And I have been looking forward to you sharing it uh, with my audience. So would you mind telling it to me? Well, um, first of all, thank you so very much for having me here. Um 
Absolutely. Involvement with Stargate began and hopefully has never ended. (laughs) Um, I unfortunately got very sick and I was diagnosed a day before my 13th birthday with brain cancer. And unfortunately, the odds were not very good. So a wonderful organization called Make-A-Wish said I had a wish to make, one wish. And after we clarified I couldn't wish for more wishes, (laughs) I decided I wanted to make my current dog, Boomer, a star. I wanted him to star in a major motion action video film movie or a television across Canada television show or something similar and honestly the make-a-wish volunteer looked at me and said think of a backup wish (laughs) (laughs) because nobody really wishes for their dog to become famous except for me so they weren't really sure it was possible And as far as I know, they reached out to the wonderful people at Stargate and magical things happened. So um, my dog Boomer was in the episode, um, I'm going blank right now. Singularity. Yeah, Singularity, yes. Um, He was carried around by Richard Dean Anderson and adored by everyone and he seemed to be born for it (laughs) um so after the filming which was fantastic being on the set with absolutely everybody involved he got to meet people get belly scratches from everyone treats and everything um i didn't get any belly scratches though but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um my my wish was absolutely fantastic and it just wasn't a one time thing. We got invited to Stargate conventions, mm-hmm. a GateCon, and um we did a few of those and mm-hmm. he even had a little stamp to do his autograph because he hated his paws getting dirty. Um <laughs> He's yeah, he he became a big celebrity. (laughs) So it's been a wonderful, never ending wish because I still see reruns on TV and I have Mm. friends messaging me and phoning me, Hey, Boomer was on TV today. (laughs) So, um, even though he's no longer with me, um, I still think of him because of the wish. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. How how old was, did you have him from when he was a puppy? Or was he yes. also a rescue? Yes. Um, Boomer I had since he was a puppy, eight weeks old. Okay. So um, we actually, he was with us until just before he was 18 years old. Wow. So he had a good life. He was very spoiled. Yeah, that's pretty good for a Shiba Inu. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, especially being a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. There are not that many celebrity dogs. Not that many. Only Lassie, probably, but <laughs> Ah. Well, and so are are you are you healthy? I'm happy. I'm happy. And um, I mean are you healthy? Oh healthy, sorry. Um 
Uh, that's a good one. Um, well, I have many side effects from the brain surgery because um, I had the surgery on my 13th birthday, what gift. But um, the chemo, the radiation and surgery gave me many health, uh, what would you say, complications. So my biggest problem now is I have pretty much severe hearing loss. So um, apart from that, I seem to be doing pretty well. Um, I do have a second tumor who I've named Tiny Tim because I want him to say small and cripple. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, in general, I'm healthy except for consuming a little bit too much chocolate. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. So you're keeping an eye on that on that tumor. Yeah, I'm being I'm being monitored for the tumors, not the chocolate consumption, but. Live that a little, be. Tara. Live a little. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Definitely enjoy life. Wow. What can you say about the experience of Make a Wish and what it like did for you? What it uh, do you did did it contribute to your um, optimism? To your uh, uh, to your fighting of the um, of of your of your illness. That's a very deep question. Um, truthfully, I was, after the surgery, I didn't know my name. I couldn't walk. I couldn't talk. Um, I didn't know my birthday. And honestly, I still have days of regarding my birthday, but <laughs> I'm doing much better. I'm, I've escaped the wheelchair and everything many, many years ago. 15, 20 years ago, but um, I was really depressed and being able to come out to such a wonderful, wonderful group of people that are so supportive and friendly, it was uplifting and truthfully, I don't think I'd be where I am today if I had, didn't have that wonderful experience with GateCon and Stargate. And um, I'm truly thankful for everything and everyone. And it was a it was such a nice thing to meet everyone, whether it was the cast, the um, like members of the team, and of course all the fans too. Stargate fandom, okay. Stargate fandom is a really special group of people, um, and GateCon especially. I feel very much, you know, that you and I are inextricably linked through that convention. Those people are family and the amount of good that they have done for the uh the charity community, tens of thousands of dollars to make a wish included. Um is extraordinary they are an amazing group of people that is so true and i feel so blessed that i'm still in contact with some of them today absolutely i told them that i was going to be interviewing you and they're like it's about time i'm like yes <laughs> this is true <laughs> wow so tell me about a little bit about who boomer was we saw him on screen you know as cassandra's dog 
who was Boomer to you for those 18 years? What were his likes? What were his dislikes? Did he like, did he dislike cats? Did he like going for runs? Did he like the water? Tell me about this dog. Well, Shibas, Boomer was a Shiba in you, and typically they're a cat stuck in a dog's body. So he hated water with a passion. It's a breed trait. So if it was raining, he would refuse to go out to the bathroom. And Aww. we're talking, it could be raining for three days or four days because I lived just outside of Vancouver. Um, you had to carry him out. And even then he'd protest. We even had a raincoat made, custom made for him because we thought that would solve the problem. No, there was no way in hell he was going to wear that coat. <laughs> so anyways, um, he loved cats. Basically, all they wanted to do was kill him. <laughs> but he was very friendly to cats and he wanted to have cat friends, but it didn't quite work out well. <laughs> Um, it never worked out well. So, um, what else about Boomer? He loved his walks. We used to do competitive obedience, which is unheard of for the breed. And a few times we nearly got the, the top scores 200 out of 200. We nearly got that, but I was the one that was messing up in the obedience ring. I'd be screwing things up, not Boomer. <laughs> so, um... He also did competitive obedience, I mean, agility too. So that's like running, jumping through tunnels and everything. Um, again, it was always me getting in trouble because I couldn't keep up. He was, he'd go up the big A-frame, the big, I don't know, six foot A-frame, and he'd get to the top and I wasn't fast enough telling him where to go. So he'd just bark, 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 bark at me. And it was a comedic thing. and. Everything when I was training him for agility, instead of going through the tunnel, he'd jump on top of the tunnel <laughs> or he'd jump over the tunnel. So Boomer knew exactly what he was doing. His owner, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, um, Ma. Catch up, Ma. I'm right here. And that's a cat yeah. thing. Going over the tunnel, that's a cat thing for sure. Yeah, that's funny. Definitely. And then when I kind of tried it a different time, instead of him going and running over the tunnel and along the top of it, he'd jump over it. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, just do what you watch. <laughs> and this is this is not a tall dog to be pulling this no, off, you no. know? So the fact that he yeah. could jump. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he, he was a feisty little thing, but we loved him. <laughs> how How old were you? When you got him? When I got him, I believe I was, it was 1994. So I was seven. Okay. Seven was he, was he your first dog? Yes, he was my first dog oh. ever. Um, That's so, a big uh, deal. I, I was protesting for many years. I used to have a little <laughs> dog on wheels, a toy oh. on a rope and, that was my hint to the parents I needed a dog and my dad's like yeah we'll get you a dog but when we move and that move that was supposed to happen never quite happened and my mom's like that's it so I just went there <laughs> I so bet we went to, go, we went no to, please go ahead 
Yeah, we went to go and see the puppies just to see what they're like because we never met the breed before. And of course, yeah, we happened to put a uh, order in for one of the dogs. So, <laughs> who can resist a puppy? Did you name him? I named Boomer Boomer. It was up in the air whether he was going to be Phantom or Boomer, but he was more of a Boomer than anything else. Any particular reason for Boomer? Um, I I just thought it was a nice name, and the the name Phantom popped in because I just seen Phantom of the Opera, and uh, yeah, I just thought Boomer was a more of a fun name than Phantom. <laughs> no, absolutely. Oh, oh! Actually, his his name was Boomer, short for Boomerang, because it was like an inside joke. Because the breed is not good with recall, so I just said that he's a broken Boomerang. Ah! <laughs> I um, I can't imagine how much, you know, how much he aided in your recovery. You know, dogs. The best things apart from Gate Con and Stargate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are, they are, we don't deserve them. They are better than us. They represent, as someone who has owned four or five, six, they represent the best qualities of us. Um, they are loyal. They are, uh, uh, selfless um they'll under the right circumstances they'll die for us um and uh to have one for 18 years that's really special i can't i mean you must have been i don't even want to think about it you must have been devastated you know when he finally went but man that dog had a good life and he was a star it was i was totally devastated for a long, long time after, and I swore I'd never get another dog. Yep. But I, I found out a dog that, a Shiba, actually, the same breed that needed help. And this was probably four years, five years after. And I just intended on rescuing him and sending him to a breed rescue because I thought yeah. I wouldn't handle it. And my mom was away when I res- took him in. And she's like, what? When she got home, she's like, what better home than ours? And this, his name was Frankie. He was named after my uncle who passed away. So um, unfortunately, Frankie got quite ill. And we only had him for six years, but yeah. it was a really good six years. So Hanzo is number three, is, is dog three. He's number three. And Aww. Hanzo was at the Humane Society homeless he'd been roaming around for four or five months alone and apparently with a giant saint bernard surviving in the wilderness wow he was caught and taken in and i he popped up on the internet and because i have an obsession with the breed he came home with me (laughs) wow he's forever home do you know what happened to the saint bernard by any chance I I tried to find him, yeah. but Hanzo was being, we were checking him out. St. Bernard was nowhere to be found. Because wow. um, Hanzo came in with some health care problems. Okay. So I'm assuming the St. Bernard was adopted before Hanzo was. Well, let's, be- let's hope so. Absolutely. Wow. I could, 
I could only see Mum's face bringing home the two dogs. <laughs> I know, and the Saint Bernard is um, no small order. <laughs> Not that a Shiba Inu is, but you know, man, more to love. <laughs> wow. There, there is something that bothers me about dog owners, and this is just me. And there may be people out there who will be. Uh, frustrated or upset with me saying so but there you know people i know people who post that their dog has passed and the next day or the day after here's our new dog and for me it's not like swapping out a set of tires on your car you know the the um I think the the memory of of the animal being a part of your family and a part of your household uh, deserves some space to mourn. And for some people, it may take years, if ever, that they get another one again. And it's always just bothered me a little bit that there are that there are, are some folks like that. But I, on the other hand, I understand um, the pain can be too great. You know that, and there is a hole. Um, that you can't really fill. Even, I mean, in some cases, if you bring, you know, like, another one in, you only just make, you know, room in your heart, really. Um, but I get that. I get, um, you know, not being able to just go out and immediately get another one. You just, you, you have to wait for your heart to be ready, you know? That, that's very, very true. Um... I truly don't understand people going out right away, but I think maybe they just have holes in their heart they need yeah. to fill. Yeah. And I just hope they're finding animals that truly need them forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There is something, there is a blessing that comes with taking in a stray. And my family has taken in, I've lost count. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, I am a believer, and I, I do believe that um, God, or whatever you want to call it, does does put um, people and animals in our path who need us. And uh, I think that he, I, I, I think that it's it's great that He was there for you um, through th a huge chunk of your life when you really needed Him. And, you know, I have no doubt that that helped in speeding along your recovery and your optimism and what it was that he did um, with uh, for you and with you with this with this show. Thank you. I, I truly believe that, too. And without him and, of course, without Stargate and GateCon, I truly don't think where I'd be. Where I am right now, I'd be here, and I wouldn't be at this point in my life. How was it working with Make a Wish? Um, it was absolutely so much fun, and it was out of this world, if you could say that. Yeah. Um, I had so much fun with my Make Make a Wish um, workers, volunteers. And so much. I had a few other experiences. Um, we did one. We did a cross Canada ad campaign. Um, I went to 
uh, Stars on Ice, a few shows, and a few other things. It seemed almost never-ending at one point. <laughs> um, it was such a wonderful experience, and Make-A-Wish is such a fantastic organization that helps so many families and individuals. Mm. Um, I can't I can't thank them enough for everything they did for me. Mm. And and of course, Boomer too, because he needed that. <laughs> and, um, sure. It's just an amazing experience, not only for me, not only for Boomer, my family too. It was a break from everyday stress, sadness, mm. despair. It, it made life almost living again, worth living again. There, uh, there, there is, is something to be said for you as well. I think it's, it's really special that your wish wasn't about you, but about him, you know? Um, and you know, I think that that's really cool, Tara, that it was like, I, you, what you wanted most, if you could have, you could do anything within reason, you know, not like a million dollars or even you could, you could have probably, you could gone, you know, to Disneyland, you could do any of these, these typical things, but it said you wanted to do something for your pal. And that was that I, I've, I've never gotten over. That is so cool. That, that is so cool that that was, that that was, you know, what you wanted to do. And I think that that's really special. I think that, I think that that says what is special about you because you don't put yourself first when you could have. You know, even at 13, when we're all wild and crazy. So it was, it was, um, he was so special to me, even before I got ill. So I wanted to give back to him in a way. And I always, I could imagine him being a star even before he became one. So, um, having my wish fulfilled and what I really wanted mm. was a dream come true. And so, that's basically how it happened. And and it's true most with Make-A-Wish wishes. I want to go to Hawaii or Disneyland or a computer. Mm. And those are very valid wishes. Yeah, of I course. think outside the box. Absolutely. Did you meet Katie Stewart on set that day? Did you, did you meet her? Yes, I did. She was a lovely young lady. And she actually was holding Boomer on the set, on the, in the scenes. Um, she took him for a little walk to after. Aww. She was a lovely lady. Oh, good. Good. Did you uh, continue to watch Stargate? I do, honestly, not religiously, but I'm still catching up. I have the seasons at home. And honestly, I'm not a sci-fi person, but I'm starting to get into it in my old age. <laughs> Well, it's not going anywhere, you know? Yeah. And as as you get older, um, the messages of science fiction do become more easy to interpret and and understand. And, like, I, I turned 40 a couple of months ago, and uh, I am always finding new truths in the material. And it's it's an art form that perpetually regenerates itself both in my life and in watching the world develop around me. It's kind of wild, actually, some of the things that that they anticipated 
that are that are coming to pass. Oh my so. goodness! Well, happy birthday! I'm sorry. Did you say forty? Me too. You? <laughs> yes, I turned forty in August. You and I are the same age. I guess. Apparently so. We could be. Yeah. Longer. July yeah. 1983. August 28th. 1983. 83. I did not know that you. I didn't even th- Tara. I didn't even think of that. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course you would be. Wow. Well, happy, happy birthday. Happy belated Thank birthday you. to you. And happy, happy birthday to you, too. <laughs> Thank you, man. That's really cool. Wow. Can we do a group birthday next year? <laughs> uh, you know what? That's not a bad idea. You know, I'd love to be in Vancouver, you know, at late July, early August, you know, as as a birthday wish. This this year I'm going to the Panama Canal in uh, a month or so, so for my birthday. But yeah, that's that's you know what? It's a date. One of one of these birthdays, we will do that. So That sounds wonderful. <laughs> absolutely. Um it is so awesome to have you on. Uh and uh, to to share your story. I just wanted to say thank you so much for letting me be with on the show with you. And oh, thank you so much for please. being involved with me in the past. I greatly appreciate it. And I look forward to our group birthday whenever that happens, any time of year. <laughs> Absolutely, we we will definitely we will definitely do that. What's your favorite? Des- well, this, okay, chocolate. I guess is the answer. Uh, chocolate. It's but it's only chocolate until the pants don't fit. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and I also wanted to say um, when Rich- Richardine Anderson was hanging out with Boomer. Um, well, first of all, um, they brought me a birthday cake because when I was on set, it was my birthday oh. when they were doing the filming. So um, Richard Dean Anderson was having cake and hanging out with Boomer, and uh, we were just casually talking. And I said, oh, would you like to see Boomer's business card? Richard Dean Anderson was so hurt because he didn't have a business card. <laughs> so I gave him the business card, and then I'm like, what about like his um, resume? Would you like to see it? And he's like, "Whoosh! I don't have a resume." <laughs> so it was kind of comedic for <laughs> Richardine Anderson, though. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And um, yeah, so um, basically, I think it was the last gate con I had. We actually had business cards so we could hand them out for Boomer <laughs> to everybody that was attending. I might have one. <laughs> it's somewhere in a box. <laughs> I you better <laughs> I was I, I was I felt uh, you know so lucky to get to meet him because you know dogs you know they they come into our lives and they go you know they they you never you never know how old the dog is you know when when you see one on on TV and I was. It, when I came around that corner and I saw that dog, it was like, I know exactly who that dog is. When I came to the, my first GateCon convention, this was, this was 2003. So getting to, to see you there, getting to meet you, um, you have never been far from my thoughts in, uh, in doing this. And um, really, really happy to have you part of uh, the Oral History Project now. So thank you for coming on. Thank you so very much, David. 
A big thanks to Tara Mitrovic and Hanzo for joining me in this episode of Dial the Gate. The Stargate folks were amazing people, and GateCon uh, is is a huge component to that, especially including Tara um, in all of their festivities years and years. So um, it is really an oversight of mine that it's taken this long to bring her in. So, Tara, I do apologize for that, but it was always my intent, and I'm so thrilled uh, that you joined me for this episode. We have a number of different shows heading your way as we close out Season 3 of Dial the Gate, uh, so keep it on dialthegate.com for that information. We're going to be packing them full of jam before we get to our f- season finale with Michael Shanks on October the 29th. So, uh, you're going to see some episodes drop, you're going to see some live episodes appear, um, and just uh, keep it on dialthegate.com for the complete and current schedule as we approach the season finale of Dial the Gate. My name is David Reed, and I'll see you on the other side. Dial the Gate is hosted and executive produced by David Reed. The producer is Darren Sumner, co-produced by Linda Fury. The composer is Neil Acri. Animations by Bryce Ors. The production assistant is Jennifer Kirby. Moderators include Summer Roy, Keith Homel, Tracy Noller, Jeremy Heiner, Reese M., and Anthony Rowling. Logo design by Deborah J. Bell. Additional effects by Thomas Tots, with contributions by model makers Chris Baker, Stephen Barr, Kevin Zabo, and Tom Paris. The archivists are Linda Fury, Zachary Adams, and Fred Eric Marcoux. For general inquiries for submissions, please contact us at dialthegateshow at gmail.com. Visit our website for the upcoming schedule, as well as an archive of our past episodes, at dialthegate.com. 